Welcome to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly series highlighting five things that you should know about. It's gearing up to be a great weekend. For one, my sister is potentially coming home for a visit. That is always cause for celebration. And two, this is the weekend that the Foss Knots get made in advance of Shrove Tuesday next week. Now, quick background here. Foss Knots are delicious fried donuts. They are not at all healthy. They originated in Germany, and they were originally made as a way to get the sugar, fat, butter, and lard out of the pantry before Lent, because those were typically goods people fasted from or gave up during Lent. Here in central Pennsylvania, especially in the more Pennsylvania Dutch-leaning areas, we celebrate Shrove Tuesday with Fosnots. Now, every parish makes their Fosnots differently, so there's some debate over the correct way to make them. There are so many varieties. At my dad's parish, they do not have icing. They're round, and they do have a hole in the middle, so they're not stuffed. We do not put powdered sugar on them, but we do add granulated sugar. Who knew there were so many ways to make and dress a donut? But my dad has been helping to make these tasty confections for years. It's one of my most favorite family traditions. When we were kids, he would always make sure to bring a box home early enough in the day so that we would be able to have a Fosnot before we went to school. And they were usually still warm, which is really the only way to eat a Fosnot. If yours are not fresh and warm when you get them, just a quick zap in the microwave will do. And if you haven't tried them that way, I highly recommend it. In fact, my daughter and I will be heading over to my parents' house early Saturday morning to make sure we catch my dad with those prized boxes. Fosnots are super delicious. They are such a treat. And now I'm hungry for one with no one to blame but myself. That being said, let's get started with our list. Coming in at number one. One thing that our Senate representatives have been able to agree on, their support for Medicare Advantage. In a letter sent on Friday last week to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Administrator, Chiquita brooks Lashore, 63 senators signed a letter voicing their support for the Medicare Advantage program. That number is groundbreaking because the majority of the Senate, officially over two-thirds of senators, signed to express their support. They also asked that access to the program continue to be affordable in 2023 for the 43% of Medicare eligibles that have opted for Medicare coverage through Medicare Advantage plans. If you recall, CMS recently released the 2023 Medicare Advantage and Part D Advance Notice, calling for comments. Those comments are due March 4th, with the final rule due on April 4th. We will have a link to the letter as well as the advance notice and its fact sheet in our episode notes. Number two, 
I promised an update, and here it is. On Tuesday this week, the free COVID-19 test kits arrived in my mailbox. I ordered them on Wednesday, January 19th. They arrived Tuesday, February 22nd, so just about a five-week turnaround time there. The brand of kits we received is the same as what I've seen at several convenience stores over the past few weeks. And we got two boxes. Each box contains two tests, so four tests in all. I did make a note to look at the expiration date, and I've got to say, I was a bit surprised. Both boxes listed an expiration date of July 22nd, 2022. I did not expect such a short shelf life, considering that the tests I previously bought from CVS back in December of 2021, that box expires on October 5th of 2023. I wasn't sure if this was just a me thing, like perhaps I just happened to get kits with a shorter shelf life, but I've read a few articles so far that indicated I'm not the only one. That certainly was a bit disappointing. I'm glad I checked, though, because I will make sure to use the ones that expire sooner, if need be, rather than the ones that obviously expire in 2023. So when you get those in the mail, if you ordered those free test kits, make sure you're checking those expiration dates. Expired tests might not give accurate results. Number three. We have been tracking inflation and reports from Fed Chair Jerome Powell quite regularly over the past year. This is the week that we would normally be doing that again, except for the fact that the Fed does not have a meeting scheduled for February. They will pick those back up again in March, specifically March 15th and March 16th. That has not stopped reporting and speculation on what will happen at that meeting, though. If you recall, at the last Fed meeting, Chair Jerome Powell acknowledged inflation and suggested that March would likely be the time for an increase in the federal funds rate. Just how much that rate is going to be is the subject of speculation. It could be as small as 25 basis points or a quarter of a percentage, Or it could be 50 basis points, half of a percentage. Most experts agree that the interest rate increases will continue over the course of the next few Fed meetings until inflation is brought under control. March also marks the end of the federal bond buying program that started at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Number four. I love learning about marketing strategies, especially how different people and businesses carry out the same strategy in different ways. Recently, I came across a list of 10 marketing strategies for small businesses, and this one had so many great tips all in one place, I just had to share it. Now, with this list, as you know, the CMS Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements still apply. That being said, my favorite mentions on this list, first and foremost, know your target audience. This is a step that does include a lot of research, but it is also so useful when you know your market and then you can tailor your messaging specifically for that demographic. 
Also on the list, connect with local businesses. We talk about affinity partnerships a lot, but remember to connect and network with other individuals to get your name out there in your community. Not every relationship has to bring about a sale. And then the last one on the list that I will mention, blogging about trends and news. This does not have to be limited to just blogging. It could be creating content for a newsletter that you send out to your clients. It could be articles and information posted on LinkedIn or another social media platform. For the other tips, you will have to check out the article. You can find the link in our notes. Number five, Reddit has slowly but surely been making visual updates and upgrades to its site. The latest change is on their mobile app. There's been a slight change to the navigation and the addition of a Discover tab. Content in that tab will be populated based on an algorithm, surprise, surprise, And the content served will be similar to communities you've recently subscribed to and interacted with, along with content you've searched for recently. That feed is taking over the old all subreddit, but don't worry, that is not going anywhere. Users can still access the subreddit of all subreddits by sliding to the left. Also new, users can slide to the right to access their profile. The update hasn't been pushed to my phone yet, but it was only announced yesterday, so I suppose I've just got to be patient and wait for it. Hopefully, though, I will get that soon. And that brings us to... Rupel Recommends. This week brought the Proud Family reboot, Louder and Prouder, to Disney+. So far, my daughter has really been enjoying that. I'm looking forward to watching Free Guy today, probably while folding laundry because I've got to do something productive while I watch. It's a little bit early for all the things coming to streaming in March, but that is coming. It will be in next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. And that is all we have for this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao.